I do not have the space in my life for Lizzo's drama. You know what I mean? So anyway. We didn't do an intro. Okay. So you want to do that or? Welcome to Pot Psychology. Here we are. Tracy and Rich. Did you know that Lena Dunham has another new dog? No. A different fucking dog. How, how new? Last summer's dogs. Um, Julia, shout out Julia, texted it to me like last week. Yeah. And I don't know how new, but it's, you know, definitely didn't see that in April. Okay. So more no. newer than April. Yeah. What, I feel what like happens she, to the other dogs? Are they dead? I feel like she just has a cycle of public performance that she goes through basically yeah seems yeah dog gets sick says something stupid has to apologize Apologize. right so is somehow involved with the show that is increasingly her output is increasingly underwhelming so there's that whole thing and it's like uh, what are we doing here but then something will happen and people will be like kind of on her side for like a minute right and then they go back again they're like ugh. I don't know. She, you know, she seems to really court it in different ways. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, it would be a great tattoo, like a line drawing of that paparazzi shot of her walking down the street mm. in L.A. with an IV bag on like one of those poles with wheels. Yeah. And then you have to have Lena Dunham on your body for the rest of your that life. That is true. You're right. That's true. But it is a kind of iconic image. It really is. She'd be like on a street sign, that silhouette. We can make stickers. We can make pot psychology stickers and it's just a line drawing of her. Yeah. Oh, that's the dog. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like some kind of pug mix. Yep. Wait, but she was, there's a picture of her with her new boyfriend. Oh, okay. Who's he? You know, I don't know, but she basically did a press release about it. Really? I mean, she announced it. She announced that she has a boyfriend. Yeah. And then it's a picture of them like lying in bed together with their dog. The musician, Otto Walpa. Uh, how do you spell that? He's Peruvian and British. Okay. Different. Yeah, they're like, hear this, they're like real Instagram together. Okay. Like lots of photos, intimate photos. That's the only dog she shows now. She doesn't show those poodles anymore. Okay, so this is the dog, not the boyfriend announcement. Yeah, but she's like with the boyfriend in the pictures. So it's like kind of... Two things. Okay, so this is what you meant was the boyfriend announcement. Yeah. A couple of different people have asked us to discuss White Lotus. Do you want to do that on the bonus? No, I don't want to discuss it. Oh, I really loved it. I did not like it at all. Uh, well, people wanted to know what we thought, but well, you can do it on I, the bonus. No, I just, I, I didn't like it, but I don't have anything to say about it except that. All right. Did you watch the Woodstock doc no. on HBO? Oh, it's really good. I didn't know... Just how I mean, it looked fucking scary. Yeah, like, that's what it's. It seems I. I don't think I had any appreciation for the severity woman? of it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think I had an idea either. Yeah, even though I knew it was bad, I didn't know it was like that. Because I, I remember I desperately wanted to go to Woodstock '94. Right, it was so cool. Like the cranberries were there. Who else was all there? Cheryl Crow. She was at both. <laughs> With the red hot chili pepper. They were also at both. The spin doctors, porno for pyros. The way they did it in 94, it was like half people who had already, who did the first. Right, right, yeah. And then half 
contemporary acts. Yes. It and had then, that real historic aspect to it. Yeah. And then people played together. Oh, Green Day. Green Day. Cypress Hill, Salt and Peppa, Candlebox. That song I love that they do. That, that I like, couldn't tell you that Candlebox song. There was a rave stock. Yeah, well, they both 94 and 99, they had uh, rave tents. And the 94 one was awesome. It was yeah. like Delight. A- was it Aphex Twins? Yeah, Aphex Twin. Um, Kevin Saunderson, who's one of the progenitors of techno, Detroit techno. The Orb, who is amazing. It was either Aphex Twin or someone kind of like him. They signed a fake name yeah that's what it is apex <laughs> turn performance was cut short when promoters disconnected him mid-show for signing a fake name on a contract because he didn't want them to own his set yeah that's right here's the lineup for 99 i mean and i remember when the lineup for 99 came out i was like ew and then didn't go because it just seemed awful buck cherry insane clown posse oh wow yeah the offspring corn Bush and then DMX, who's like an aggressive rapper, right? Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, okay. and Metallica all went in a row. Wow! On Saturday night, and that's when things like they say that when Limp Biscuit went on, like that's when it like really took a, a dive. <sighs> Makes like, sense. The girls would get on guys' shoulders, and then people would rip her shirt off, and then people just randos were grabbing their tits, and then like if girls tried to crowd surf, they started taking all their clothes off. And then by the time they got to the front, they were naked. One girl told me that she found herself in the crowd surrounded by young men and that there were three arms on each of her limbs and that they were penetrating her digitally and that she heard one of them yell, rip her apart. When it was finally over and she was able to just run out of there, she didn't even really think to complain to anyone, to find anyone to report this to. And I think there must have been an overwhelming sense, given the sheer anarchy of what was going on, that, you know, what would be the point? The promoters still don't think it's a problem. Right. That, like, the one promoter was like, I think his name is John Schur. He was the promoter of 94 and 99. Uh-huh. And when they were asking him about the sexual assaults, he was like, There's no question that a few incidents took place. But if you go back in the records of the police and state police and stuff, you're not talking about 100 or even 50. You're talking about 10. What an idiot. I am critical of the hundreds of women that were walking around with no clothes on and expecting not to be touched. They shouldn't have been touched. And, And I condemn it. But... You know, I think that women that were running around naked, you know, are at least partially to blame for Oh that. my God. Can you him? And this is a recent documentary. This That's not archival footage. No, that's, he, he did this interview for this thing. He had the opportunity to be like, okay, here's what I'm not going to say. Exactly. Even though I firmly believe this. It's like this mentality that you have to like make sure that women lock it up but you don't chastise boys for picking the lock. Yeah, because boys will be boys. It's amazing that he voiced that. (laughs) I wouldn't have been able to tell you that it would have happened on this scale, Mm. but I definitely could have predicted a bunch of assholes were going to go see Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit. They have really great archival interview of Sheryl Crow, who actually distilled 
the entire problem down in one sentence in an interview at the time. Uh-huh, that makes sense. I think that aggro vibe had anything uh, to do with what Yeah, happened. I mean, I definitely think that that's what drew the large, young, white, male, frustrated, upper middle class. I've been given everything and still I'm mad, but I'm not really sure why I'm mad kind of attitude. <laughs> Sounds right to me. Yeah. Good for her. Oh, and you know who makes an appearance in this? And actually, and I, um, I, correction, uh, Scott Stapp is, is not a mess anymore. Okay, but anymore. Anymore. But he was. He, he was. Okay. Yeah, for a long time. But he's in this put together, looks old as fuck. Like, very old. I mean, does he say some, when you say he's not a mess, he says you just nothing mean. nothing interesting. But when you say he's not a mess, you just mean he's, physically. He's sober. And, and okay. physically he looks fine. Okay. Like, he looks like he's sober. Oh, he looks like he's sober, but he doesn't actually, he doesn't explicitly say he's sober. Does he talk about his sobriety on this? No. Okay. But so you have no idea. But he does seem, you know, he's lucid there. He seems like. Okay. But you have no idea what he's like for the rest of his I life. I mean, I know like when people, I can tell when people are addicted and when they're okay, sober. We the, don't know that he's sober. What? We don't know that he, he is sober. But he has the light in his eyes. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Well, if he's a light in his eyes that you've determined, then that must mean he's sober. Don't you, you, you've seen that though before, right? Like I, when people I get don't clean. feel qualified to look at a person and be like, he's sober. Oh, I do. Well. Scott Stapp is now five years sober. Okay. So I was right. Oh, Dave Holmes is interviewed a lot in this too. Because, you know, he was like covering, I don't know if he was actually there, but they were like basically doing it live all weekend from MTV. Yeah. Like on MTV. I remember like watching. The yeah, first I remember one too. it being pretty intensely covered. Yeah, I wasn't, but I wasn't into the bands, so I didn't pay like that that much attention. Like it, I remember yeah. also the people talking about it being a disaster, but I was kind of like, oh well, the Roots went. I went to go see the Roots uh, at NYU. I think sophomore year they no, played at NYU. It was awesome because it was so small. Yeah, and it was we were like just like right up in their faces. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. I don't Did know you why. Go to I, the- there was another, that girl, what's her name? Regina something. She ended up singing the theme song for Orange oh, is the New Black. Regina Spector? Yeah. She played no. in Lobe. Okay. And it was so tiny. Yeah. And I remember seeing her because I remember being like, she's trying to beat Tori Amos. Oh, was that was she? Oh, yeah. Wow. Like being all like weird on the piano and like, okay. you know, dancing, like right. kind of like doing like dramatic like movements you right know? yes and putting her whole body in it she's putting yeah. her pussy in it right <laughs> <laughs> you can always count on Tori Amos to do that <laughs> she does she likes to grind on that bench she does is she still grinding on the bench i don't know when's the last time she performed live let's find it i mean she definitely performs live like she's performed live consistently filmed? yeah there's it's stuff all over let's youtube find it. i think that's why she's having such a hard time with aging is that I do, looking back, I do think she put a lot of emphasis on her own kind of version of sexualizing herself. Yeah, I think so. Well, just, I mean, expressing her sexuality, though, too, you know? No, but I think, like, very specifically, I think, just because it just seems like she's so vain now. What? No, I don't know what you mean. The vanity. So you're saying that her expression of sexuality was only for audience no 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 but that she placed a lot of value in the way that she looked yeah i mean you have to you know but to the point of it being a detriment to her you know because now she can't let that go well i don't 
Um, that's that's what her face looks like to me when people like Courtney Cox. When people get overfilled and get all that shit done, it's because they're having a hard time. Yeah, but that seems pretty common with women in music. She's very vain. Okay. I mean, I think it's, I think that's really common in general. It's like a looks oriented profession. Yes. But you would like expect, cause like Bjork's not doing all that stuff, you know? I think Bjork's aging pretty well. Yeah, she is. She really doesn't seem to be aging very much at all when you see her really. I mean, I'm sure she's got more. She looks a little. She looks a little. Yes. She looks, I, I shouldn't say at all. You're right. But not very much. I mean, you know, it helps that Bjork is putting this like crazy stuff on her face. That's true too. Yeah. That's true too. She's doing a little bit like. under, it's over. Yeah. It's it's a little bit like uh, Diane Keaton with the gloves and the the turtlenecks. Well, speaking of that. Okay. I know more (laughs) about um, Debbie Gibson's living situation. Oh, uh, update. Okay. So I highly recommend us watching this video of her. Okay. Because she is, I am obsessed with her. I don't, I'm so obsessed with her. I almost don't want to talk about it. Okay. But just because I don't want it to change, but she is just totally Valerie Cherish. (laughs) I mean, like a hundred percent. You have to see this video where she does a tour of her house and she like shows you the picture of her and Les Miserables. And it's like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. It's really good. Okay. So this is, this is a people video. It's people magazine. The title of the video is Debbie Gibson shows off her home music studio. And I'm not even going to tell it. I'm going to let it be a surprise what the other thing is because she announces it. And it's like, (laughs) it's amazing. I don't, I don't want to give up the reveal. I, I mean, everything about it people Thank is you that you debbie it. gibson here okay Come on all in. right Welcome so it starts with doors that are like my mom's at her house yeah. where it's like a door and the windows are like like chiseled in a design and there's a um straw hat that's basically a wreath it's like a her version of a wreath but it's a straw hat with like a bunch of fake flowers on it and that's her door decoration door decor welcome to my piano room where i spend lots of hours writing songs okay her piano room is a giant grand piano in a wall-to-wall carpeted room yes and there's a a, a horse carousel like a, a horse from a carousel it looks she'll get like- to that she'll get to it okay okay <laughs> and there's a pair of shoes just on the piano like sequined pumps i guess they're i mean they seem like they're louboutins so i guess they're i mean it is a very expensive item i guess yes. she's putting it out because it's expensive is this long island this is las vegas okay <laughs> so this is a guitar given to me by the students of my electric youth camp they all signed it to me over a decade ago it was such a memorable experience. i would be so fucking psyched <laughs> if i was one they of those kids that was from that camp like, she's safe um okay wait guys quiet on the set <laughs> over here is my carousel horse which was in my girls night out video given to me by caesar's entertainment it showed up in this spot on my 50th birthday did she have a residency in vegas me. With a carousel horse. She plays there and she's playing there actually now. This is the original microphone that I used at Studio 54 on Broadway. 
in cabaret. Life is a cabaret. Oh my god. <laughs> Over here is my front of house poster from the West End when I played Sandy. In this Greece is my Carson. In <laughs> Such incredible memories wearing that nightgown on that balcony. <laughs> So this is a replica of the star that's on the Palm Springs Walk of Fame in my honor. Guys! It's Palm it's Springs, it's not even Hollywood. No, it's the <laughs> Palm Springs Walk of Fame. Obviously the centerpiece of this room is a piano, so. This is my prized possession, once owned by Liberace. Wait, that was Liberace's piano? Yeah. That's great. It's amazing. I yeah. love that. That was part of the, that was the part of the title that I didn't reveal. <laughs> All right, guys, follow me as we head into my recording studio. Okay, that's a recording studio. Yes. All of the vocals. The video, the room from last time. Come on. So before we go into my recording studio, I wanted to show you this. It's me at 16 years old performing Shake Your Love at a nightclub before anyone knew my name or my music. And one of my same dancers, Buddy Casamano, who dances with me to this day. By the way, too young to go into the nightclub. He's our Mickey! Yeah. <laughs> wow. This room right here on this setup. And behind that that's by the way, is not a good recording studio. No. You need to it like, doesn't even have egg crates on the walls. Exactly. Guys, little known fact. I am a frustrated wannabe drummer, so I got this electronic drum kit to learn to take on the road with me. I'm still learning, not debuting my skills anytime soon, but stay tuned. Laughs at herself so much. Her body looks great. Yeah, it really does. That's she what I was thinking. She knows kids, right? So yeah, no, right. Yeah, that's, joining us? Oh my that's God, what'll I'll happen. See you guys really soon. And one of my favorite merchandise items ever from the mixtape tour, the Debbie Gibson lunchbox. <laughs> so this right here is proof that I've always loved music and I've always loved hats. I was about two years old, sitting on the front steps in our family home in Merrick, Long Island, strumming away, very poorly, I might add, because piano is really my thing. But I did request a guitar, and my parents thought, she's a little too little for a guitar. So they got me a ukulele, which is very popular right now, though. Are ukuleles popular? Una wants one. Okay. Everybody, <laughs> if you ever wanted to know what happened to my OG tour costumes and video and album wardrobe, you're in luck. We're heading to the costume room. Wow, this is like Valerie Cherish's jacket <laughs> from Remington Steel. Welcome to my dressing room, people. Okay, so <clears throat> I have so many original tour costumes. This is the original, very oversized jacket I wore on the Electric Youth album cover. Zapping it to you. So this is her house tour, but it's really just her memorabilia tour. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Like, I want to see her kitchen. No, I want to no, see her bedroom. You, you won't. We, okay. Yep. Wow. So just, she just wants to show the memorabilia. I guess so. I want to I see what her bed, like her I know. comforter I want, is I, like. I want her to be on the, come. I want a comeback show. I want someone to point like, a camera at her. Do a, her, real, do a real comeback? Yeah, like, her not be able her, to say, you can't show that. Make it real raw. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, I was gonna say we let's get her a sitcom to be on, and then you make a reality right. show about her new <laughs> sitcom. <laughs> like real, like snake eating its tail. I've got thirty-six expressions, from sweet as pie to tough as leather, and that's six expressions more than all them Barrymores put together. It got pretty <laughs> <laughs> It shows a week will do that to you. <laughs> 
everybody. I hope you enjoyed the tour of my favorite rooms of my home here in Vegas. People, two thank you guys for stopping by. Two rooms in a closet. I have to go back. Universal <laughs> Studio. Joey McIntyre awaits. See you guys soon. <laughs> wow. So did she never marry? I don't believe she did. Wow. She reminds me exactly of somebody that would be at like a party that my parents had that you <laughs> end up talking to yeah. because you're like sitting and she, she just laughs a lot just after almost herself. everything she says. Yeah. yeah. But God, also I'm probably that person to someone's kid. But also if I saw Debbie Gibson in that context, I would talk to her all night. Hey. I would be able to, you know. <laughs> I really feel like he just got engaged her about herself. And there's a there's an interview with Dennis her Miller. Her favorite rooms are the rooms that are about her. There's an there's an interview with Dennis Miller where he asks her one question and she like the whole video is like seven minutes long. And like basically her first answer is like six minutes. Wow. I mean, she just goes on and on and keeps thinking of things to say and keeps going Maybe and going we should and going. Go see her in Vegas. Um thank you for no wait. You didn't subscribe i'm not gonna say thank you but you know what if you want to subscribe well, i'll say thank you for listening and we, i'm gonna say you're welcome okay you're welcome for listening and thank you if you choose to sign up to patreon or leave a rating and review just okay just do something do something earn your thank you <laughs> <laughs> hashtag earn your thank you that's i like that thanks it's my new movement <laughs> i i'm i've gone into the business of developing hashtags i'm Competing with the bigs like the Jamila's. Not that, I guess. I don't remember why. I don't even know what we're talking about. We're anymore. signing off. Okay. <laughs> this should be done. Okay, Wait, thank you. Patreon.com slash psychology. psychology. Pipe dreams. Uh, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Pipe dreams not fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you can be if you just go to Pipe Dreams Are Fun. <laughs> Alright, thank you. I mean, you're welcome. Bye. Now maybe I didn't mean to treat you bad but I did it anyway and then maybe some say a lot will say but you lived it anyway so maybe your friends that stand around you watch you crumble as you fall down to the ground and then someday your friends that stand beside as you were flying oh you were flying all so high but then someday people